because the world is darkness. That's usually how I respond when one of my children asks me why I won't give them a second helping of dessert. Because the world is darkness. Now my older two children will just roll their eyes, but my youngest will sometimes look out the window. He's checking to see if I'm right. And if he looked long enough, he'd probably agree that, that that's true. That might be a bit of a strange way to start speaking about Christmas, about the world being darkness, but that's because according to God, the Christmas story begins in a world in darkness. For many centuries, Christmas has been celebrated in the Middle East, the Mediterranean and Europe in the dead of their deep, dark winter on December 25. This time of year is symbolic because Christmas is first and foremost about light entering into darkness. So the darkest time of the year is a good time to shine the light of Christmas. It's the same for us even here in Australia during our summer daylight savings time. One of the first signs of Christmas in the uh, McMansion part of Sydney that I grew up in was frazzled dad bods up on roofs hanging Christmas lights that they bought at the behest of their children from Bunnings. We put light everywhere at Christmas because the world is darkness. Now in that passage from Isaiah, the prophet is writing several centuries before Jesus was even born. And he said that the land was darkness and that people were walking around in it. Darkness here is symbolic. It means suffering. It means pandemics. It means refugee crises. It means violence. It means injustice. But of course, being in the darkness also means ignorance. To be fumbling around in the dark, thinking that we can fix the darkness. Trying to do anything in the dark is really hard, isn't it? I once went into the study in the middle of the night looking for a book and I didn't want to disturb anyone in the house who was asleep and I didn't realise that earlier that evening our then puppy had, you know, pooped on the carpet and I trod barefoot in it in the dark and that clammy ooze seeped up through my toes and it made me jump in fright all over the place and I knocked several items off the bookshelf. Now poor Mrs Tyndall, rudely awoken, uh, she came in, turned on the study light to reveal a, a poo-stained carpet and a mess everywhere and she just looked at me and said, you should have turned on the light. And then she went back to bed. You see, because the world is darkness, there is both the suffering of darkness, but also the ignorance of groping around in the darkness. But the good news from the prophet Isaiah is that amidst this darkness, a great light has dawned on the people. See, it's not that the light has come from the people, from within us, rather the light has come to the people in the darkness. See, it is ignorance to think that all the darkness of this world can be solved from somewhere within this dark world. Because we're part of the darkness. As uh, Simon comes to realise in uh, Lord of the Flies, he says, maybe the beast ain't real. Maybe it's only us. That's a reference from a book. You're welcome. You see, the first step in the Christmas message is realising that a light has come from outside of the dark world. That's how the Apostle John describes Jesus in his Gospel. He says in, uh, one, in John 1 verses 9 to 10 that the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Jesus is the great light that has dawned on darkness at Christmas. 
But what exactly does it mean for Jesus to dawn on the world at Christmas? Well, Isaiah is tapping into all those things that we think about the sun when he says that the light has dawned. I mean, the sun is amazing. It is the source of life. Remember photosynthesis and all that stuff? And the Apostle Paul, he tells us that everything in the universe was created and is sustained through Jesus. Like the sun, he is life. And the sun shows us the truth, doesn't it? It reveals things to us. Just like I needed the light when I trod on the dog poo, well, when the sun comes up each day, it reveals our world to us. It exposes some pretty basic truths to us, like what the weather might be like, where to drive our cars, uh, where to walk, where my coffee machine is so that I can function in the morning. See, light reveals truth to us. And Jesus himself says that he is the truth. And the sun is beautiful. Sunlight is dazzling. The sun literally brightens your day, doesn't it? I can remember holidaying in Russia in the middle of winter, because that's just how Mrs. Tyndall and I roll, uh, and the sun would set there at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And it didn't really rise again until about 10 in the morning. It was depressing spending our days in so much darkness. And Jesus is often spoken of as a source of rejoicing in the New Testament, of coming out of darkness. Indeed, Jesus told his disciples that he had come so that he might make their joy complete. Jesus is dazzlingly beautiful, a source of joy. That's why Isaiah says that the light that is dawning in the darkness is actually the birth of a child. Listen to the titles that he gives him in verse 6. He calls him Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. These are titles that bring life, truth and joy. They are titles of strength, comfort, of rescue. This is the true light that has come into the darkness. He brings life to a world ravaged by the darkness of death. He heals our blindness with the truth of who he is. He shows us a beauty that breaks our addictions to money, sex, power, whatever it is. As our wonderful counsellor, Jesus walks with us even into, into and, and through the shadow of death. He goes where no other companion will dare to go. Jesus is a light for us even when the light of our life will one day be snuffed out. See, because the world is darkness... We need the gift of light. We've got to get that straight as we think about Christmas approaching. At Christmas, we're going to get lots of gifts, aren't we? And we're going to have many different reactions to the gifts we get. It can be a challenge to accept some gifts, especially if the gift is not what we were hoping for. Let's imagine for a moment that for Christmas, one friend gives me a book about the latest uh, dieting and exercise regime. And then imagine that uh, my next friend, and it's hard to imagine that I'd have two, then imagine that my next friend uh, gives me a book entitled Overcoming Selfishness. So I have a book on uh, exercise and I have a book on overcoming selfishness. Now, if I say to both of my imaginary friends, thank you so much for these two books. They're just what I needed. Well, then I am in a sense admitting that I'm an out of shape jerk. You see, what I mean is that some gifts are hard to receive because they mean admitting that we might have a flaw 
or we might have a weakness and that we need help. My friend, an actual real friend this time, uh, he once gave me and my family $3,000 while I was studying at Theological College. Now, I was initially a bit awkward about receiving uh, that money from my friend because I thought it would strain our friendship. But my friend said to me that he knew how hard it was financially to study and raise a family and pay rent. He knew I needed that $3,000, and so did I. And so after swallowing my pride, I thanked my friend deeply for giving me what I needed. You see, because the world is darkness, and because we are darkness, if we're going to have any hope at Christmas, then we have to swallow our pride to a depth of great discomfort. Because the light that dawned in the land of darkness was eventually consumed by our very darkness. If you know the story, it literally went pitch black in the middle of the day when Jesus died. Darkness covered the world once more because the light of the world had been snuffed out by us, but for us, to bring us into the light of God's grace and eternal life. The gift of life that dawned at Christmas means acknowledging that we are the darkness of the world. Track, that's a, that's a tough gift to unwrap. But when you do, it's a gift that you will not want to return. So as another difficult year wraps up, my prayer is that even though the world is darkness, that we would know that the light of grace has dawned at Christmas.